0: When life is broken, it's obvious. When life is fractured, it's still broken. It's just not as obvious. Either way, both need to be fixed or healed. And because you matter to God, woman, God cares about what's broken your heart. And he cares about what breaks your peaceful state of mind. Even more, he intervenes. He intervenes as your source. Your source for love and protection and provision. You name it, he's your source. Whatever it is, you're not alone in it. And you're not a hopeless case because of it. Your father has you and today, He's given you Woman Pray as a resource for how you can be whole. Stay tuned. To the grown woman, pray. To the woman looking for answers, pray. To the woman who's busy and just needs a change, pray. Pray, woman. Stop comparing yourself, pray. Stop grumbling, pray giving excuses. Stop counting yourself out. Pray. Stop discounting God. It's time to pray. Welcome to the Woman Pray Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Woman Pray Podcast. When a person is broken, it's not always obvious to the naked eye. I'm sure the woman at the well didn't look like a hurting woman. In fact, she comes off like a tough cookie until Jesus gets to the bottom of her brokenness, and then he presents himself as the answer, the living water. His exchange with her is a beautiful story of redemption because he intentionally goes to meet her. He waits for her. He puts a mirror up so that she can see herself, and then he gives her the power to choose. When the visit is over, she's so impacted by it, so fixed in her soul, that she tells the whole city how Jesus knew her, how Jesus saw her and met with her, and then how Jesus healed her. Jesus is still getting to the bottom of our lives. You may look good, talk with confidence. You may have a name that's respected, a title. You may even be able to show up when needed. You may be in church every Sunday and on time, but Jesus can see you're broken. He can see your fracture. And while others are oblivious to your pain, others can easily expect you to get over it or get past it. Or you may even feel like it's too late for change or you've just lost hope. Remember that in the same way that Jesus was able to get to the bottom of one person's life, he's able to get to the bottom of yours and fix you on the inside so that dysfunction no longer is rationalized. Brokenness is no longer your norm and who you look like is who you really are. No more facades. If you're honest with yourself as the woman at the well had to be honest you won't have to go through the motions. You won't have to beg for attention or whatever else that you do that makes everyone else wrong while you remain right. You are seen by your heavenly father so you don't have to do that even if others don't see you. He hears you even if you're repetitive and He cares about you. He's near to the brokenhearted, and He saves those who are crushed in spirit. Even more, He has come to you. Practically, that means it may be easy to place blame on others for what they could have done or should have done. It may be easy to look at another and compare yourself, yet never do anything to change your own behaviors. It may be easy to give up, but woman of God, easy is not His will for your life. It may be hard, but judge the insecurities. Confess the sin and the silliness and ask God to help you grow up. You won't grow up until you acknowledge the folly. But when you choose to grow up, what's broken is being fixed. Your soul can be a well-watered garden. That means that not only is God enough for you, but you're enough for you. You're content with you because you're drinking from the river of his pleasure. Your soul is satisfied with his goodness. Layman terms, when you've eaten a hearty Thanksgiving dinner, you're not interested in fast food. You're satisfied. Well, Jeremiah 31 talks about how God satiates the weary soul and he replenishes the sorrowful soul. And because his word is still relevant in our lives, ownership is the only need to fixing what's broken or fractured in life. And I'm talking about your fractured soul, your fractured friendships, your broken marriage, or overall brokenness. And so practically speaking, hear yourself pray. Bet your own words and your motives, then ask yourself, is this true worship or is this manipulation and irresponsibility talking? If someone you loved was talking to you like that, what would your response be? If you're talking to God with your hand outstretched on all occasions and never talking to him with gratitude or thanksgiving, make an adjustment. I don't know anyone who likes to be taken advantage of in the same way that a relationship with a person can't develop when one person is self-absorbed and just plain selfish. A relationship with God is a two-way street that's based upon pureness of heart. So it's mutual. And so with that, I'll give you a tip here that those within Woman Pray Mentoring would hear. And that is, whenever you ask God for something, it's not strange for him to call you to do something as well because it's mutual. For instance, if you were asking for, say, a door to open for promotion, it's not strange for your father to ask you to give give in a way that's sacrificial. He may ask you to do something for someone that you've decided that you don't really like. Or to help a person that you personally struggle to work with. Whatever it is that you hear is usually a still small voice prompting you to do what you may not want to. But it is the fix for your life because it's a call to obedience. Practically, you might consider your behavior or your response towards the people around you. We all have emotions, and while I personally don't care if you're the type who wears all of your emotions on your sleeve, or you're a deep well, no one knows when you're triggered. The reality is, when people hurt you, for all of us, it's easy to hold offense rehearse the exchange of words and reenact the day, the moment, and the time, regardless of how you process the offense or laugh about it or justify it. Scripture tells each of us as Christians to avoid outbursts of wrath. And for the, uh, for the quiet types, he says, avoid resentment. Either can very quickly become a root of bitterness. And my sister, it fixes nothing. Bitterness only makes your personal problem bigger because you're harboring death, making destruction fester. So fix your life as a true follower of Jesus who gave his life to people who were hostile towards him. Walk in the spirit so that you don't gratify the lust of your flesh. Put on the old man or put off the old man, the old man of anger and wrath and malice and blasphemy and lies and put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who called us. That's in Colossians 3.10. And if you do this, then your behavior will match, even if you're provoked, even if they're wrong and you're right. You'll honor God and fix your life in ways that bring good to you. Practically speaking, stop letting people or circumstances make or break your day, inform your outlook, or change you from hope to despair or from possibilities to an impossible mindset. As soon as this episode ends, in fact, think about how quickly your mood changes after talking to people or getting information. That shouldn't be. So stop giving people power over your emotions by focusing on them and what they said and what they think and switch from them to him. What did he say? What does your father think? I'm telling you, if you switch your focus to what pleases him, Your life is fixed because you'll have peace. You'll have joy. You'll have consistency. All of the things that make a person trust you and want to be around you. My sister, maintain your peace and remain obedient to your father. If you have to talk to yourself, then do it have at it. Whatever it takes, keep your eyes or your focus on the one who is invisible but who has promised to be with you no matter where you go, chooses you no matter how you err, and the one who is the strength of your life and who is able and willing to uphold you and fulfill you. Fix your eyes on him and you will fix your life. Now, if there's a letter The P.S. is like a final comment, and I have a P.S. for us today, and that's even more practical. You can fix your life by creating a list of questions for the ones closest to you, and you ask them to give careful thought to uh, to who you are. Like, what do you see as my greatest weakness? If there was one area or behavior that you have witnessed that you wish I would change, what would it be? Ask the questions that you're ready to hear and make sure that who you ask does not become your enemy when they tell you the truth. It's an opportunity to be fixed, not be mad. (laughs) So let me pray for you because you can fix your life. Jesus came just for you to be whole. Father, we thank you so much for your son, Jesus, that as much as you have given him so that we're forgiven of our iniquity, so that we are healed, We thank you, Lord God, that you heal the brokenhearted, that you bind every wound. And we thank you, Lord, that you give us direction in this life so that we are no longer carnally minded, no longer doing things in our own strength, in our own might, no longer doing what's right in our own eyes, no longer thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought but Lord, that we are humbled before your righteous right hand so that you can do the work within us and our lives can truly be shaped, conformed into the image of your dear son, where we're no longer like the world, no longer like our old man, but we are transformed in the renewing of our mind so that when we seek you, Lord, we are pure in heart and we're a people who find you because that is your promise, that the pure in heart shall see you. May we each see you, Lord, because we are laying aside all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. And we are we are receiving with meekness the implanted word that's able to save our soul. So I commit every hearer unto you and I thank you that you will complete the work that you've started in each one of our lives. And so we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you and thank you so much for joining us on the Woman Pray podcast. We'll see you next time.